So I just recorded a podcast and I forgot to mention a couple of things. So this introduction is going to be uh, some things I left out. Obviously, I totally missed out on, uh, I forgot even to mention the Biden press conference, which I don't know if there's anything worth talking about other than it just was really sad to see that this was our president. Um, and he couldn't even remember, um, he couldn't even answer really easy questions. And, um, of course the media covered uh, a lot of the stuff that he was talking about up and, and, but also I will give CNN credit. They did fact check him on a couple of things talking about the border. And, um, I really was shocked by that. Uh, but he had these cheat sheet cards with pictures on them of all the journalists and you could clearly see if you zoom in um they had some journalists marked out and then some journalists circled uh and a lot of people were saying oh that's a fake thing no that's a real it's 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 um it's a confirmed um it said biden biden replied on a 14 point font prompt cards during his press conference and it had the like i said the headshots of the uh and like of course all the questions were pre-planned and um scripted and i will give some journalists i mean they were a couple of great questions i can't exactly remember off the top of my head but there was some great questions like a couple of good questions but they were all scripted and um, I thought it was kind of funny. There was really some sad moments in there where he just just stopped his train of thought in the middle of his sentence and just said, anyway, that's just, you know, it's just so sad. But this was trended on Twitter right after it. And he said that we should go back to the position of the filibuster that existed when I came to the United States since 120 years ago. And a lot of people were, were saying, oh, he, he was just joking. <laughs> but if you, if, you, if you go back and watch that clip, he clearly wasn't joking. He, he's, he really thought that he was like, that he was that old, which is just really sad. You know, with regard to the filibuster, I believe we should go back to a position of the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. So, um, and he doesn't plan to go to the border. That was one of the questions, I believe. And when they asked Kamala, she just laughed. And of course, this past weekend, like 18 senators, including my one here in Oklahoma, James Langford, went down to the border this weekend. And it was really sad, but I, I'm thankful that they went down there and um, exposed what's going on because they have 1,500% um, capacity within these, uh, in these uh, facilities. And it's just really uncalled for, especially during a pandemic. Um, they're not testing them. They're not, um, it's just unsafe to let that in the country. And, you know, with all these states closed, 
it doesn't make sense for a for the border to be open and they're just letting them in and so um president trump commented on his conference and he said that biden needs to go down there and he needs to understand what's going on at the border it's a huge crisis and where's dr fauci in all this stuff i mean there's not even any room in these facilities for any more people it's cram packed full of kids and people and it's just it's just very unsafe and of course we i saw that that video i don't know if you saw that video of the woman trying to uh block ted cruz from filming in these um in these facilities and what are they really hiding like what are they trying to hide and so it really kind of it's it's kind of it makes you kind of wonder why isn't the press um why isn't the media allowed in these facilities it just really makes you wonder um over the weekend i watched this documentary or this show on uh showtime it's like showtime's version of netflix i got a like a free month on there so i may cancel it after the end of the month but um i i wanted to watch this brian cranston show your honor which by the way it's really good but there's this other show on there called uh the trade and it goes it talks about drug smuggling into the u.s but one of the episodes we're talking about sex trafficking and if you have um, Showtime, I think it's like ten bucks or something. It's actually cheaper than Netflix, and there's a lot of lot of stuff on there. But um, I watched that last night, and it was really interesting. Um, it's crazy, I, I, like a lot of the stuff I didn't know. Um, I thought when I thought of sex trafficking, I thought it was like the cartel or. Um, you know, really bad people, uh, like it makes sense that really bad people in Mexico would be involved in that kind of thing. But no, it was the churches. There was this like mega pastor in Mexico and he actually had a church in, in California with like, um, like millions of people, um, following him here in the States. He got arrested a couple of years ago. I can't remember his name. It's like, his name is, uh, Nason or something like that. I think that's his last name. But he got arrested um, for doing some really bad things to kids down there. He was grooming kids for sex trafficking. So it's not just the bad people down there. It's it's the it's the um, it's the people that 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 you trust. And sometimes it's family members. Um, family members uh, trust these pastors, these priests, and uh, like oh well, it's it's it's. Um, um, God approves of this, so it must be okay, kind of thing. And and it's it's just a really it's a really bad deal. But um that really shocked me. I did not know that. But if you have Showtime, watch the trade. It's on the second season. Um and, and surprisingly, that's the only episode talking about sex trafficking. Like nobody wants to really talk about it, but it is a problem, and they're making like 15 million dollars a day um last month. So it's just a really bad deal. Um, but like I talked about with Luke on the last podcast, um, it's really clear to me that they're, 
that they're getting these people in and then they're passing laws that makes it easier for them to vote. And that's one of the things I talked about is the voting bill in Georgia, where they're making it harder for people in Georgia to vote. Um, and I, I think that's good. I think it's good. And it's, it's not that hard. It, it's not that hard of a, uh, of a thing to get an ID. Um, and if you don't have an ID in this country, uh, then you shouldn't be able to vote anyway. So you, if you can't file the proper paperwork to get an ID, it's not that hard. And in Georgia, to get an ID, it's free to get a uh, state ID, not a driver's license, but a state ID. So it's not like a money thing. It's, it's just, you know, filling out the proper paperwork. Um, also, I wanted to talk about Trump's social media thing, and I skipped right over it. I forgot to talk about it. I'll just say this. Um, I don't know what the name of it is or whatever, but a lot of people, when it comes out, they're going to be jumping over there. And I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be better or if it's going to be worse. Um, my, my thinking is, is that what's the point of getting like spending millions and millions of dollars to create your own social media. If it's, if it's going to be deplatformed by the app store or the Google play store, and it's going to be banned by these stores. What's the point of doing that? Um, they already banned Trump on social media. They're probably going to do it again with this new social media. I think what Trump needs to do is get on a platform like Gab. Uh, Parler is pretty much over, but he can get on this platform Gab. And that's how you... That's how you take down uh, these social media sites. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to say take down because it's a monopoly, but it's going to hurt them a lot. Like Twitter is pretty much dead. It's been dead for two months now uh, since Trump has been gone. But even with, with him not having Twitter, he's still issuing statements and, and uh, you know, things like that. But, I don't, I don't see the point of Trump getting a brand new social media. I think that he needs to join somebody like Gab and maybe do some investing into Gab, um, make Gab better. Um, and I mean, the problem is these app stores and these um, you know, tech giants out in uh, Silicon Valley are the gatekeepers. And um, if anything, Trump needs to create an, a, his own is a own app store. I don't think the problem is um, social media. I mean, it is, but the problem is the app store. When you go and submit it, it's up to them. And I think that he would be a lot better off by creating his own app store and making it um, compatible with um, Google and, and Apple phones uh, and uh, you know devices. I think that that would be a huge market for him, but he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And, and, you know, I like Ted Cruz and, you know, Republicans as much as the next guy, but they had four years to figure out this censorship problem and they never did deal with it. And so um, then he then he figured out that he was going to lose the election 
and then he started um you know doing like um started realizing that oh he didn't mess with this censorship deal uh that his fans and his followers are having problems with so um and a lot of people are wondering if he's going to run again if he runs again i think he needs to do a couple things he needs to come out and denounce this QAnon stuff this is something i had in my notes for several weeks now but i i you know this this and you know people still believe it you can believe whatever you want to believe and i was kind of trolling some people over the weekend somebody commented something about q and on and i was like trust the plan man and uh i don't know if they know i don't like q and on or not but like i don't hate it it's just it's it's done more damage in my opinion to the conservative movement than anybody else so he needs to come out and denounce that. It, and he definitely has a good shot at winning. Definitely has a good shot at winning. And definitely in two years, definitely you know, next year with the uh, 2022 run, um, people, a lot of people are going to be voting red. A lot of people are going to be voting red. So, um, so yeah. Am I going to get on Trump's social media? Probably I'll check it out when it comes out. But um like I said, I, I don't think we need another social media. We need another gatekeeper. And if Trump gets in the market of, of, of designing his own app store, um, that would be beneficial to a lot of people. Because the problem is, like I said, the problem isn't the, the social, like the problem isn't Twitter. It is, but the problem is anybody can go out there and make their own version of Twitter. But the problem, the real problem is, is that these app stores will ban you if they don't agree with you. And I guess the real question is that if Trump would do something like that, would Apple and Google ban it as well? Ban it, like ban, like I don't think, I, I think the only way you would have to do something like that is maybe maybe jailbreak your phone or something like that, hack your phone. I know you can jailbreak your phone to get other app stores and stuff like that on there, but I don't know about Android. So also this past weekend, uh, I was talking to a follower, um, Cine, I think his name is Cine. He's from Australia and he's, he's a viewer of the podcast. So I appreciate it. I mentioned you in the podcast that I'm about to play, but I said, Kenny, not Cine. I, I think it's pronounced sinning but uh either way i was talking to him about the whole covid stuff in australia and if i'm not mistaken i think um he said that he's not in like a major city he's like in a rural part of australia like i may be wrong but he said that he was going to come to america and work but he's not going to because of all this covid stuff i asked him about the covid passport there's nothing the vax the mask According to him, it's pretty much normal down under. So it may be different in bigger cities like Melbourne and, and Sydney, but according to what he, he said that um, he's going to stay in Australia because it's better than the U.S. right now because of all these COVID lockdowns and Biden, of course, is, is ridiculous. But um, I thought that was interesting. So anyway, let's get into the podcast I recorded earlier. Thanks for watching. Howdy, y'all. It is another episode of the Okie Patriot podcast. 
And um, I, I don't know why I sounded uh, more Southern than I should in this episode, but how's everybody doing out there? It's another episode of the podcast, and I haven't done a podcast in a while uh, with just by myself, so I wanted to do this uh, here and and do and talk about a couple things I, I have on the list for today. We have uh, vaccine passports, of course. We have the uh, people selling people are selling uh, the vaccine. Uh, cards on the black market online on the dark web. Also, I want to talk about the Georgia bill. I want to talk about um, uh, the little Nas X situation. Uh, sheet music is racist. I also want to talk about uh, Trump is starting his own social media and a whole bunch of other stuff. I, I have a list of stuff on my phone. I have my notes are cram pack full of topics and i don't know if i'm going to get into all of them but uh we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes but before we get started if you uh want to uh stay cool this summer we have some tank tops over on okpatriot76.com and uh you can head over there and order and so uh we ship right now we ship to the u.s and canada um and uh we do ship internationally. You'll just have to pay an extra uh, fee if you want it shipped. I know I have some listeners in Australia or some viewers in Australia. So shout out to um, Kenny Coast over on Instagram. So before we get started, uh, be sure to follow me on the Redneck Patriot or the Okie Patriot 76. Those are two of my accounts. And uh, follow me there. Leave a rating over here on iTunes. And uh, follow me wherever you get podcasts, if it's YouTube, if it's Spotify, iTunes. Um, share it with your friends if you like the show. I really do appreciate it for listening. But like I said, if you want to support the podcast further, you can head over to okpatriot76.com and check in and pick up some merchandise uh, to you know support the store or support the podcast. Um, my favorite thing that I have right now is the coffee. That's what I'm drinking right now. It is... Uh, 10 o'clock right now as I'm recording this. So I uh, just got there drinking coffee and I'm ready to go. But 76 coffee is probably the best coffee you'll ever taste. It's coffee shop coffee, premium style coffee at home. So you can have it shipped to your house and you can set it up to where you can ship uh, every two weeks or whatever. And uh, it's not automatic. It doesn't charge your card automatic, uh, but it sends you a reminder. And, I, and all you have to do is click a button and it orders whatever you want. So anyway, speaking of coffee, I don't know if you saw this video. I posted this video yesterday of this woman going into Dunkin' Donuts and she goes into Dunkin' Donuts and she gets up there and, and it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, you know, these videos, if they're actually real or actually telling the truth. But according to the video, she went into Dunkin' Donuts without a mask on. She waited 15 minutes and she got up to the front to order, up to the window to order. And the cashier said, you have to have a mask on to, uh, to order. And according to the video, I'm just judging off of the video. The lady said, well, you didn't tell me that before. Like, like when I walked in and you know, my thing is, is when I walk into a, a Walmart 
if the door greeter doesn't say something about a mask, then I'm not going to worry about it. I feel like it's their job to, you know, it, it's, it's technically their job to say something about the mask. Right. Cause I go into some of these places and they have the mask mask is required sign. And some of the employees are not even wearing a mask. I was like, well, why should I, you know, like if they're not following their own rules. And uh, so this, this woman in, went into Dunkin' Donuts and they refused to take her order over a mask. And, you know, my thing is, is like, you're in there for 15 minutes. It's not that big of a deal to just put some coffee in a cup and sell it to her, you know? And it's just crazy to me, like how much they get a buy, like they get by with. Like they're, they are literally shitting on half of their customer base because of this stupid policy. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's honestly embarrassing. It's, it's terrible customer service. Now, if you want me to wear a mask, that's fine. I have no problem with it, but I feel like that is your job to tell me like when I walk in, Hey, mask, like all you have to do just say mask. But if she was in there for 15 minutes in a tiny building and at that point in time, the damage is already done, right? So, you know, what's the point of, of, of refusing service? Why would I wear a mask when I'm not sick? I work in healthcare and I don't need to wear a mask. I know I'm not positive. So you can give me a medium iced coffee. Yes, you can. No, I'm not leaving the line. So give me an iced coffee. You're just making it harder for the people behind me. You can give me a coffee. Yes, you can. You should have said that when I first came in, not had me stand here for 10 minutes waiting to get a coffee without a mask on. No, you should have said it when I first came in. You can give me a medium iced coffee. You can. You can take my order because it's never been a problem before. Last week, you took my order without a mask on. Well, you can. I didn't know that. I don't have a mask today, so can you just give me the coffee? And next time I come, I will wear the stupid mask. I'm not leaving the line. I've been in here for 10 minutes. You should have said it when I first walked in the door. Yeah, give me the medium coffee. I'm not leaving the line, dude. You should have said it when I first walked in and not let me stand here for 15 minutes waiting for a coffee without a mask on. So I get to the line and you say, I can't give you a coffee because you don't have the mask on. The whole time I've been standing here, I didn't have the mask on. You, so you're, you're not going to do my coffee today? Whatever. You should have said it when I first came in, dick. There, like there is this video going around it's in canada it's not in the u.s this other one was in, in um somewhere in texas i think but uh this man in canada was buying a three dollar item he left a five dollar bill and they refused to ring him up because he didn't have a mask on but he left the money on the counter and he left and, and they and they called the cops on him and he got arrested. Now, technically, the sale didn't go through the computer and it's not a legal sale. But if you leave money 
at a store, technically, I f- in my mind, it's technically not stealing because you're trading. I, I feel like it's their responsibility to to whether like to you know ring up that. So, but you you know at the end of the day, you know what I say to these people who want me to wear a mask is uh, I, I don't I'm not going to do business with you. And so I, I, I think it's a lot like I actually don't mind it because I, I, I get to shop at small businesses and I encourage you to go and shop at small businesses. But it kind of sucks to everybody out there who, who likes eating at these places or shopping with these big chain businesses. I like Dunkin Donuts. I, I, I don't think I could I don't I don't know if I actually actually been in, in a Dunkin Donuts, but I, I like their brand of coffee, I guess. And I don't even think I actually had a Dunkin' Donut, like like a donut from Dunkin' Donuts. But, you know, it's great for these small businesses because the small businesses uh, can, can, can make that choice. And there's a lot of them out there going, it's just up to you if you want to wear a mask. And I even seen uh, this sign. I don't know where it was, but it was, it was on Facebook. But this sign of this business was like, uh, if... If you come in here and our employees are not wearing a mask, uh, don't make a big deal about it. If you do, we're going to ask you to leave. <laughs> I thought that was pretty, pretty savage, um, you know, for the business part. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to the business and whatever they say. Uh, I think that the customer has to you know, abide by their rules or go somewhere else. That's the beauty about capitalism there. I mean, I mean, coffee shops, there's like a million coffee shops. Like even here in my small little town, there's like four, five, you know, it's just crazy. So, um, but this whole mask thing is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if you saw this um, nose mask that's, that's been going around. It, it basically goes over your nose. It's like this. It, it's like a Band-Aid. Basically like a, like a small Band-Aid over your nose. And um, I, I just think that's stupid. You know, I, I just think that, you know, what's the point? And, you know, I thought if you go and eat at a restaurant, COVID can't affect you if, you, if you're sitting down. I, you know, I'm just going off of their rules, right? I'm just going off of their rules. So, um this is crazy. Uh, speaking of COVID stuff, let's let's get into um, people are posting, and I talked about this on the on the podcast before, but but people are posting their vaccine cards on social media, and then halfway through that, there was a big thing going on where uh, I, I think Dr. Fauci came out, or maybe not Dr. Fauci. Somebody, some official came out, government official came out and said, uh, don't post your your card on Facebook because people are people are are ripping that and stealing your information. Right. And they're not only stealing the information, they're stealing the card. So but uh, this is from this morning, about an hour ago. This is New York Post fake vaccine certification being sold on the dark web. So it's, it's not just, it's not just um, vaccine cards 
its vaccines are being sold for $500 to $600 on the dark web. But then there's cards that are being sold for $200. This is, I, I guess this website's called Darknet. Darknet also includes fake negative COVID-19 tests sold as buy, buy to get the third for free deals and do-it-yourself version of the negative COVID. So they're selling negative COVID test online and they're also selling um, they're selling uh, vaccines and they're also selling cards. And I, I've seen several TikToks and several people on social media. This guy actually w uh, went on somebody's Facebook and downloaded the picture of their vaccine card, edited out their information and put their name. And he, and they basically like they printed it out and they, they wrote their name on there. And um you know, obviously there, there's probably other ways to track that, but um, I feel like, I feel like if you actually don't have a vaccine, they're probably going to know, right? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, this ties into uh, what's happening right now um, in, in New York. In, in New York, uh, they are starting vaccine passports uh, as soon as this Friday. So basically, uh, they'll be able to pull up a code on their cell phone or a printout to prove they've been vaccinated against COVID or recently tested negative. And so it's the app is funded by the state, available for free. And you'll need this. Uh, let me see where it says here. You'll need this to enter, enter restaurants and businesses businesses so i i thought it was like <clears throat> i thought it was just for traveling but th they're doing in new york is if a business requires a vaccine passport then you can't you can't get served so next week will be accepted at, at a dozen of events arts and entertainment venues statewide it also enables people to increase the size of a wedding party um so yeah, basically any business that requires this in New York, from my understanding, it, they they want to do that. It says here local businesses are not required to use the pass, but they're allowed to uh, fill more seats. So what they're doing in New York is like if you don't use the pass, you still have to do COVID restrictions. Uh, but if you use the pass, then you can make more money. So of course these businesses are going to uh, use this pass and. Um, I guess make it more safe, so or quote unquote safe. But my question is, is you know, are they still going to, have to wear a mask? Because they never really have said anything that that is otherwise. That's otherwise to that. They they have said that even if you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. So, you know, I'm not anti-vax. You can make your own decisions. Please ask your medical professional in your life. They definitely know more about you than Dr. Fauci. Um, Dr. Fauci hasn't even seen a patient in over 20 years. So um, my opinion or Dr. Fauci's opinion, I think, I believe is invalid um, about your life. So please consult medical experts. But, but what my opinion is, is that 
what's the point of getting it if you can't get back to 100% normal? You're still going to have to do, you know, uh, this this app and, uh, you know, have this app everywhere. Not everybody. The thing about it is not everybody has a smartphone. But it also says here it, it will not it will not require consent cons, uh, uh, connectivity or Internet. I doubt that people will also be able to store several passes on one cell phone. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what if your kid has a shot and is, I mean, some kids have a cell phone, but not all kids. But my thing about it is, is like the older people, a lot of older people don't even have smartphones. And are they even going to be able to figure out? It's a huge problem. I guess they can print it out. I guess that's a that's a better option for older people. But I don't know. I I feel like uh, you know somebody was saying um, this is the mark of the beast, and although I don't think it is, it's setting the precedent for for that. Uh, it, it, you know, you basically. Um, just like with the mask thing, if you don't have a mask, no service, you don't have a vaccine passport, no service. And uh, just this past weekend, yesterday, uh, the Biden administration is working to develop vaccine passports that will allow, allow Americans to travel and enter businesses. So they're basically not just in New York. Biden is wanting to push this all across the country. Um, now, hopefully states, I mean, I know states like Florida is is not going to do that. Um I, and it would actually it's actually going to hurt hurt the business because you know there are there are people out there that don't really mind wearing a mask but like i said when it comes to injecting something in your body that there is no liability protection you can't sue the company if uh, you can sue um pills like uh pharmaceutical companies as far as pills and things like that but from my understanding you these pfizer johnson and johnson all these companies, you can't sue them. And I, I think, um, isn't, isn't Johnson & Johnson going through a lawsuit right now with um, baby powder? Maybe I read that. As far, I, I think they have a huge lawsuit right now with cancer, something like that causing cancer. But um, you can sue them for that, but you can't sue them for these vaccines. So when it comes to putting something in your body, and let's say you're you know, in your 20s, you're healthy, and you're like, that's what I don't understand about these vaccines with, with kids. They have a very small percentage of dying. And of the people that died from COVID at that age, at a young age, they had other problems. Um, and so I don't know. It's just, it's just a really uh, ridiculous situation um, when it comes to this, but um, these businesses, are, if they if they require a vaccine passport, they're going to see a decrease in sales. They're probably going to go under. They're probably going to lose a lot of business over this. It's their decision. It's their choice. I respect it. They're trying to keep everybody safe and that kind of thing. Um, and and like it said, if you have the passport, if you require passports, vaccine passports, you'll be able to open to full capacity. So of course, these businesses are going to do that. Um, and so, yeah, um, 
that's ridiculous, man. But um, my my mom got a vaccine a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. And I was freaking out. And, you know, she got the Johnson and Johnson. And it, it, I, I, from my, what I heard, it's not as bad as the other ones, but it's still a experimental vaccine. And it's not it's not approved by the FDA. It's not approved. It's not, it's, it's approved for emergency use, which in my mind, I don't understand. I don't understand how it can be not approved or approved or approved for emergency use. I, it, it's either yes or no. I don't think there's any in between. Like it's either approved or it's not approved. So by saying it's approved for emergency use, in my mind, in my opinion, which my opinion doesn't mean a whole lot, but in my, my opinion, it means that it's not approved. But like I said, you can get it if you want, if it makes you feel safe. Um, if you're older, you know, have at it. And I, I know that a lot of, the, the, a lot of colleges or uh, I think it was Rutgers University or something like that is requiring everybody to get a vaccine. And so there's going to be a lot of parents upset. Um, a lot of parents upset at that. And, and I bet you there's going to be a couple of lawsuits over that. And so with these vaccine passports. So, and there's also a conversation going on Twitter right now with HIPAA laws like HIPAA. And uh, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I've, I, I just saw this this morning, but I do think that I, I don't think it's a violation of HIPAA. Like people are saying that the vaccine passports are a, vi are, are a violation of HIPAA. It's like, oh, it's their privacy. They can do whatever they want. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it is because when it's like a public outbreak, same way with the vaccine, if you, if you research the 1905 case with um, Massachusetts and oh, I can't remember, it's 1905, it's, it's Massachusetts and Johnson, Jacobson. Jacobson versus Massachusetts, they ruled that it in the um, it, like a public outbreak, uh, and this was in 1905. This was during the smallpox, yeah, the smallpox outbreak in 1902, um, and um, they ruled that in, in a public outbreak, um, you don't have a choice with the vaccine. But nowadays, with with technology they don't have to really force you. They can just exclude you from everything in society. Don't get, don't want to get a vaccine. Okay. That's fine. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't uh, go to the grocery store. You can't do this. And of course, like I said, of course, these businesses are going to require that because they're going to be able to open, especially these restaurants. No restaurant out there is going to like, like, oh, well, I can, I can open at full capacity or open at 10% capacity. What are they going to pick? So, um, and that's the thing. You'll just have to find restaurants that you can go to uh, that don't require that. Um, and like I said, I, I hope that if it passes 
nationally, like Biden wants. Biden wants to pass it all over the country. It's going to be up to the states. This kind of thing is up to the states, from my understanding. It's up to the states. If they require this, you're going to have to get it. But just like Florida. So anyway, I mean, that's kind of my thing. Like, but I mean, if if they if they require it and and they're able to open full capacity, but nobody wants to shop there, what's the point of requiring it? That's kind of my thing. That's kind of my thing. All right. So let's talk about this um, this voting law in Georgia that uh, people are calling Jim Crow. They're calling it racist. They're calling it voter suppression. Um, and I'm on CNN we- uh, website. This is an article posted last Friday on the 26th. Uh, but this is the title of the article. Here's why voting rights activists say Georgia's new election law targets black voters. And you have uh, the Masters uh, tournament, golf tournament, and the uh, all these sports teams are wanting to pull out. And people are wanting Coca-Cola to do something about it because they're based in Georgia. They're based in Atlanta. They're trying to get um, Atlanta-based big companies to do something about this law. But basically what is going to require is you need to have an ID to vote by mail or a state's ID card, not just a driver's license, a state ID card, which under Georgia law, it's free. It's free to get. And it says here that stupid pop-ups with CNN, it says here about 200,000 Georgians lack a driver's license or state ID state figures show and a lawsuit challenging Georgia law filed Thursday on behalf of uh, three voting groups. Uh, The new Georgia project black lives matter fund argues that black voters are less likely than, than any other voters to have the ID now required. So they're basically arguing that black voters uh, can't get this ID card, which if you can't, if you can't get an ID card, then you shouldn't vote. I don't know what, like, it's not just a race problem. It's not like a black problem. It's every race. If you, if you don't have a ID card, then you shouldn't vote. Not just a driver's license. I don't care about the driver's license. If you can prove that you're a citizen of the state by going through it, and it's free. The driver's license is $30. I understand maybe some people don't have that. That's fine. But a free ID card, all you have to do is submit phone bills or a bank statement or a power bill you have to prove that you've been at the address for at least six months you have to um just do a couple of forms of paperwork and submit it um you can get an id and what they're arguing is that oh well there they had some voters stand in line for hours to cast their votes and my thing is is that during a very important election, why not have election week? I, I, I never understood when we're voting for the president, voting for whoever, making a very important decision. Why not make it voting week? Let's say Monday, you can show up Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday. And it gives you those seven days to cast your vote. And if you can't do that, 
then you don't need to vote. And of course, that's going to cause, you know, uh, more money. And but if they're worried about long lines, why not? Like, especially in like bigger cities, if it's like a small town, okay, maybe a couple of days. But these bigger cities, I, I totally understand waiting in long lines, people waiting eight hours, 10 hours just to vote. It says here, um, the data collected by the Georgia Public Broadcasting found that significant in who had waited the longest average wait time after seven scheduled polling close was 51 minutes in polling places that were 90% non-white, but it was just six minutes in polling places that was 90% white. Voting rights advocates say that that all, all the more troubling that Georgia law now makes it a misdemeanor to approach a voter in line with food or water. And this is another thing, like people were arguing on social media over the weekend about this, like, well, it's just inhumane to not be able to provide water to people standing in line. My thing is that it's not the people there at the polling place or these political groups that are outside the polling place to provide water. It's your responsibility to eat first and bring a bottle of water. Right. And the reason why I'm so against it, it's, it, you know, when you're eating, when there's food or water involved, it, it's a conversation starter. And I don't know if they're going to be talking about politics or what, what that person says in that small couple minute of conversation may change their mind about who they're going to vote for. So it's, it's, it's this um, voter integrity thing. It also, it also bans mobile, uh, mobile units. Uh, Fulton County was roughly 45% of the population African-American brought RV-sized mobile units to encourage early voting and reduce long lines on election day. This law now bans their use. Voting hours and drop boxes. The new law requires officials to, drop, to, to house drop boxes in their absentee ballots inside early voting locations, with, which limits their usefulness. The law also, also requires that early voting hours must run from nine to five, and it gives country, uh, a county registrars the flexibility to extend hours from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Voting advocates argue that black voters are more, more likely to work multiple jobs than, 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 than people in Georgia of the other race. That's not true. There's white people that I know that have like three or four jobs. Now, I'm not saying I know black people struggle. I get it. It's, I've been, I've, you know, it's a problem. I'm not saying it's not a problem, but to say that just black people have this problem is just dumb. It's really stupid. So, you know, what this basically is going to do is, is, is require IDs for mail-in ballots and voting. And I, and this is a, this is, you know, why is it, and the whole thing about the vaccine passports, why is it a problem with the voting, but not a problem with the vaccine passport? I think the vaccine passport is breaking so many medical privacy laws, even though I kind of said earlier that I don't think it did, but I I think it kind of does at the same time, because 
what you do with your body is kind of your business and whatever happened to my body, my choice, I guess it really doesn't matter when it, when it's with COVID. Um, but when it comes to voting, it's, it's fine. And it's, it's kind of a bad analogy, but it's the same thing. Like they don't really care about voting IDs, but they, but they're really pushing this, this, this COVID ID stuff. It's, it's really interesting how they want, um, more people voting, even though it, like they don't really care if it's legal or if they've been in the state a month, you know, with like, if, like, I think that like what happened the, um, in the last election, people were moving to Georgia, like right before the election, like just in time to vote. I think that you have to live in Georgia for at least a year or whatever state it is, right? You live in that state for at least a year to be able to vote. And you have to prove that you've been at uh, that residence for at least a year or lived in the, lived in that city for at least a year. And so, I mean, I don't see a problem with it. Um, if people can't be able to get an ID, then they probably can't even like, I don't think they should be able to vote. If you can't fill out a couple of forms and submit it out of the, now, I, I do understand that dealing with the government, especially with the DMV and the, the, with COVID and stuff like that, it's a pain in the ass. Okay. Let me just tell you here in Oklahoma, I ordered a tag. I ordered a, a sticker. I renewed my tag. Now this is my fault, but I thought I was saving time by ordering the tag online. So I, I, I ordered it in December, right? The 2021 sticker. I didn't get the sticker until February, 1st of February. Cause what, what the dumbass government did is it was two government um, agencies here in Oklahoma, the post office and the DMV. So basically what the post office did was they were sending back the, the, the tag back to the DMV. And then so I'd call the DMV and they're like, well, we had it sent back. I'm like, I've lived here for like three years. What's the problem? Like my name is on it. I would check the mail like every other day. And, you know, it was my fault. I could have just went down to the office and got a sticker. But like I said, I thought it was making, I, I thought it'd be easier to just do it that way. But no, I didn't get it for like three months. And so, I mean, I, I don't know if they could do anything because I technically paid for a tag and it was registered in the system. I just couldn't get the sticker. And so they had to, they send it back three times before they send it back to me. So I, I totally understand that dealing with the government is just a pain in the ass, but how do you not have an ID and still survive in society? You need an ID for almost anything out there to buy alcohol all this stuff to get into, uh, you know, bars and, and, you know, gamble, like all this stuff, buy lottery tickets, like all this stuff, right? You need an ID for, for, for almost anything, buying an apartment, get, you, you know, signing up for this credit card. Like, how do you not have an ID or some form of ID? I, I understand that, you know, maybe some people are disabled or whatever. And, and I do think that 
you know, uh, like I, I don't know if it's in this bill, but I heard somewhere that they limited the mail-in ballots to just people who were disabled or um, couldn't get out to vote. And I think that that, if they did that, I think I heard that somewhere, but if they did that, I'm, I, I, I totally agree with that. I'm not against mail-in ballots. I think that if you're elderly and you're disabled and you can't get out, um, that's fine. That's, that's not even a problem, but it's, the problem is, is that the people are taking advantage of the mail-in ballot system and they were voting, you know, three or four or five times, 10 times or whatever. Right. Um, now we can't verify that YouTube, but that's just speculation, right? People are voting more times than they should. But I do think that you should still, even if you're mail-in ballot voting, you should still be required to verify who you are and how long you're living there. And, you know, I understand that, you know, some people are disabled, they can't get an ID and they can't drive. So what's really the point? But I just don't really see a problem with, with, with filling out the information, filling out the forms and getting a free Georgia ID. I just don't see a problem. And, and 200,000, 200,000 out of millions and millions of people. It's not, it's not a lot of people that don't have an ID that are, that are over, over uh, 18. So maybe there's something to the story that I'm not seeing, but I don't see a problem with it. Being able to, uh, you know, verify who you are to be able to vote. Uh, they have to do that. I mean, like I said, with the COVID stuff, they, they have to verify that you got a shot before you get service. Why is it that big of a deal when you're doing with voting? I don't see a problem with it. Either, either they're hypocrites or I'm not seeing something in this story that, that they're seeing. So, um, and, you know, like I said, the civil rights group, these Liberal organizations um, are pulling out of of Georgia or wanting to pull out of Georgia. Left-wing organizations try to intimidate the Masters and MLB All-Star Game to move over Georgia voting law. The PGA Tour and Masters Tournament have both commitments to help diversity, golf, and address racial equalities in this country. And we expect them not to speak out um, against Georgia's new voting suppression law, but also to take action. So um, they haven't made a decision yet, but like I said, activists also called a boycott for Atlanta-based companies like Coca-Cola, who have not came out against the new law. Why would it be Coca-Cola's responsibility to come out and denounce this law? Why do they have to come out and say that they're for it or against it? Here's a tweet from uh, Savannah, Georgia's mayor, Van Johnson, said that he would not be buying Coca-Cola products until they come out and denounce this, this rule or this law. Here's a tweet from him. I'm not feeling like purchasing any Coca-Cola products for a long, long time until they um, until they resolve this issue. Here's uh, Martin Luther King's daughter, Bernice King, 
she said, please stop the boycott Georgia talk. That would hurt middle-class workers and people grappling with, with poverty and it would increase the harm of both racism and classism. Yeah, why would like, what are they expecting to do to move out of Georgia and close the business down, which Coca-Cola employs thousands, if not millions of people? What do they expect them to do? Move out of Georgia, move out of Atlanta, pick up and move somewhere else if this is not resolved. And by the way, by you not drinking Coke or any Coke or Diet Coke or whatever Coke you drink, that's probably a good thing. That's probably a good thing, right? I haven't, I haven't drank, the last time I drank a Dr. Pepper, was like a couple months ago. But before that, this past like two or three years, anytime I drink any kind of pop or soda or whatever you call it, it's just nasty. It's just gross. So I don't know. I don't know what they want them to do, but uh, it's definitely not their responsibility to comment on this. And so I don't think it's voter suppression. You can, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but it's definitely not racist or whatever they think it is. I don't think it is, but that's my opinion. You can believe whatever you want to believe. So anyway, let's talk about, um, let's talk about this little Nas X situation for a second. Little Nas X, you probably heard about it. It's all over social media. And he's wanting to do, or he's doing these social, these, uh, these Satan shoes. Uh, and so, you know, here's the deal. At the end of the day, all he's doing is just creating attention. And I, I read somewhere a couple months ago, maybe last year sometime, that he was running out of money from his Old Town Road money, which I don't know how that's possible because that song was the biggest song in the world. but. Um, anyway, he was running out of money and I guess this, he went to, and I don't know if this is the reason why, but he went to a company called Mischief, M-S-C-H-F. And what they do is they create these weird ass products so it can go viral. Like they had a rubber chicken, but it was a bong. So they had these weird products. They had uh, a couple of years ago, they had Jesus shoes. Um, but, but, but now, uh, now they're collaborating with little Nas X. A lot of people, a lot of people are mad about Nike. Like they're wanting to boycott Nike. Uh, and I put on social media yesterday, I said, it's not Nike's deal. What this company mischief bought these Nikes and they redesigned them and they're putting, uh, a drop of blood in the soul. And it says here, it's, it's basically just modified Nike Air Max 97s. It has a Bible verse on it uh, about Satan falling from heaven. It's better the, to uh, reign in, in, uh, in, in a hell than fall from heaven. And they're going to be sold for $1,018. So, um, and I think they come out today. I think they come out on the 29th. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's smart how they did this because the people that didn't agree with it were still talking about it. 
And so, you know, you have to be careful with this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not promoting this at all, but I think it's interesting. These people on the right, Christians, conservatives, they were talking about it. Therefore, they were making it bigger. And so this is this is why he did that. Do I think he sold his soul to the devil? Probably he's a, he's in Hollywood. He's in the entertainment world. Um, I don't know at the end of the day. But the reason he did that was because he knew it would it would cause a big uh, viral moment and everybody and their dog is talking about it. Now, if you've seen the video, there, he, he did a music video, which really pisses me off because, um, you know, all these conservatives are being age restricted, like Steven Crowder, all these big name conservatives are being age restricted on their videos. But there's no age restriction on WAP or this new song by Lil Nas X. That's what's so crazy to me. So Nike came out and said, uh, we don't have a relationship with Lil Nas X or Mischief. Nike did not design or release these shoes, and we, not, we, we do not endorse them. So everybody is saying, oh, it's a Nike shoe. It, technically, it is a Nike shoe, but Nike didn't... Um, didn't uh, didn't produce these. So like I said, I'm not defending Nike. I'm not defending Lil Nas X. I'm not defending this company. Um, I'm just saying that if you're going to cancel a company, why don't you cancel Mischief, which is the company, the actual company behind it. Um, and so, like I said, the video is just ridiculous. It, it, it says here, um, Little Nas X is, is as seduced out of what appears to be the Garden of Eden, falls into hell, and gives, gives the devil a lap dance. This music video has been viewed more than 30 million times by its release since Friday. So this is, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's nothing more than to get views and get clicks. And people are praising this unfortunately and the way it's set up is like oh since he's black and since he's gay you can't criticize it or you're viewed a racist or a homophobic but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and just criticize it what he's doing with his background like like if he didn't come out like like if he didn't come out and was like the biggest thing since sliced bread when it comes to like uh, children's songs like he wrote a children's book and it was i mean that song has um like 500 million views on youtube well actually more than that i think it's like maybe 3 billion combined views on his youtube channel and that's just youtube on spotify it has more apple music probably has more but there was a video going around i'm hit of of him performing in front of a elementary school back in 2019 um, and he has a lot of kids listening to his music. And so that's where I have a problem with it. I don't care about the shoes. I think they're stupid. I, I don't buy Nike anyway. Um, but my problem is, is that they, that, that he's, he's doing this to, to, um, or he's, or he's doing this and he has a huge 
uh, kid's audience. Now, if he came out and his whole career was uh, like his whole fan base was like grown adults, who cares? Right. But it's just like, you know, he's the equivalent of like a Disney star, even though he wasn't really involved with Disney. He's still like a Disney star who has a, a, a millions and millions of kids all over the world listening to his music. And so that's where I kind of have a problem with it. Is that even, even um, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Even, even a Jorner Lucas, which he's a rapper. I, I like his, is uh, some of his stuff. He, he's, he's, um, you know, a pretty talented guy. Um, but he said this yesterday about, about Lil Nas X. I think the biggest problem for me is the fact that he, he doesn't understand Old Town Road is every kid's anthem. Children love him for that record. They, they tuned in and, uh, and followed his channels on social media. So with no disclaimer, he just drops some left, left filled us and all of our kids seen it. So um, he's kind of pushing back on this. Like, um, I don't know. And, you know, this is probably going to be uh, like you can't criticize it because, oh, it's art. Oh, it's just art. Same way with the shoes. Nike, like Nike could sue Lil Nas X and this company Mischief, but it's viewed as artistic, so you can't sue them. So that's the thing about it. So what is what is art and what is straight up propaganda? And you know, like I said, I wouldn't have a problem with it if his fan base was adults. But his song, Old Town Road, the majority of the people that listen to it is kids. And so people are viewing that and there's no age restriction on the video. That's, that's my thing. If there was an age restriction, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I don't know. I, I don't care if you, if you watch this stuff, if you're an adult, uh, it's, it's your business. You can do whatever you want, but for the kids, it's just like, ugh, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, ridiculous do i think nike should be canceled you can do whatever you want but i think it's kind of interesting that they're connecting they're trying to connect nike with this when they have nothing nothing to do with it so i just thought i would say that because a lot of people on social media are blaming nike for this and i'm not defending nike but i'm just saying that they it's not their shoe even though it technically is they they didn't design it but i I still think if i was nike and i had a problem with it i would sue the crap out of this guy but a lot of people are bringing up even though it's not really the same thing a lot of people are bringing up that a couple years ago nike was wanting to do the betsy ross flag shoe and then of course colin kaepernick shut it down calling it racist and all that kind of stuff. Um, they, they don't have a problem with, or 
they don't have they don't seem to have a problem with this, even though they're coming out and saying that they that they do. Uh, if they really had a problem with it, they would they would sue them for um, for copyright infringement or whatever they would sue them for. Right. If they really had a problem with this, they would shut it down. That's kind of my thing about it. Like, I, I, I still think Nike should be held responsible for this, even though they didn't design it or they didn't release it or they say they don't endorse them. They know that it's going to sell. And I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know. They know they're going to make money anyway from this because Lil Nas X is a huge, like a huge, uh, like um, has a huge following. So they're not going to shut it down like they did the Betsy Ross. That's where I kind of have a little bit of a problem with 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 Nike on this because um, they they do have the opportunity to sue this guy so anyway speaking of being gay um let's talk about this teacher i posted this this story uh, from here in oklahoma it's a little small town here in oklahoma where this teacher uh was talking about being gay and transgender and she started reading uh, Bible verses out of context, or she started reading Bible verses basically for no reason. Um, the twelve-year-old who identifies as a, as a pansexual, which forgive me, <laughs> it's, I thought that pansexual was people who like pans, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm sorry, but you know when when you say pansexual. In my mind, I think that you like pants. And as an adult, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, whatever. If, if that's your thing, um, how about it? But a 12-year-old who identifies as a pansexual. Anyway, this 12-year-old said that this is the first time her sixth grade teacher turned to scripture. And the penalty they said was, was I brought upon gay people in biblical times. Basically, they started killing them, you know. Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, basically. Um, so this parent is upset at the school. And, and th- this school is in a little town in southwestern Oklahoma. And it's a little farming community. It's like 4,000 people, really small town. And so in these small towns, as somebody who grew up here, there's Bible being taught in class like a lot of the my teachers had no problem bringing up the bible but i grew up in a different time uh it's it's the world has changed since i was in sixth grade so uh, but this parent is upset that the teacher would bring her religious views into the classroom and call um being gay and transgender sinful so my thing about it is that if it's okay for little Nas X to do this and he's not getting punished by Nike or his label or whatever, he, if he's pushing this on kids, then why, isn't it, why is it such a big deal if a teacher gets to voice her opinion? And like I said, little Nas X is doing more damage than this teacher because 
kids are going to listen to Little Nas X over a teacher. So he's more influential in their life, unfortunately, sometimes, than a teacher. So I don't know. I don't know. I, you can read the comments on my post. People are like, leave religion out of schools. Maybe. But is it that big of a deal to be teaching biblical principles in school? So it's, it's interesting that this is happening in a, in a small town here in Oklahoma. But, um, you know, I have no problem with somebody being pansexual when they're 18. But being 12, I'm trying to be as respectful as I can, but this parent, um, I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave, leave uh, what I'm really thinking out, but I just don't think that a 12-year-old should be identifying um, anything other than what she was born as in past 18 if that's her choice, she can identify as whatever. And by the way, if you don't know what pansexual is, it's somebody who likes all genders. So, but at 12, do they really know? So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that it's happening here in Oklahoma, but um, give me your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube, give me your thoughts on in the, uh, in the comments. Uh, let's go over to this last story. I think it's been maybe... I don't know how long, 40 minutes. I'm going to wrap it up here in a second. Um, Sheet music is now racist. Sheet music from um, Mozart. This is is from Breitbart. From Mozart and uh, who else? Mozart, Beethoven, and others that were white Europeans during the slave period their sheet music is now racist. And so uh, this, is, this is just crazy. Oxford University may scrap sheet music for being complicit in white supremacy. So basically, I'm going to save you some time. Basically, what they're doing is they're wanting to scrap music that was made in the slave time and, and play music of today's era. So they're, so they're not completely scrapping sheet music technically they're just changing music that's not racist (sighs) i don't know but they're but they're wanting to do uh pop music and more hip-hop um what they're saying is non non eurocentric music such as hip-hop and jazz as well as african-american musics and and global musics the curriculum also also placed more importance on pop music and culture with, with, with topics including artists demanding Trump stop using their songs at campaign rallies. Mocking the woke push from the University London, London uh, candidate David Curran said, for, for goodness sakes, o- Oxford is, is uh, supposed to be one of our top universities that promote academic excellence it should not be peddling woke nonsense like classical music is racist and cheap music is non-inclusive so i mean i don't know i i i am so over this whole stuff with this woke stuff it, it's one thing after the other you know you you have 
you know, Captain Underpants or whatever, the, the guy who wrote that, one of his other books is is now being called racist because it has some Asian pictures in there that that are viewed as racist. So, but sheet music? I, I mean, I, look, I'd be fine if if they if they throw out Beethoven and Mozart, if they also throw out rap music that also uses the n-word but they won't do that because that's racist you can't you can't say that so uh i mean i hope this doesn't go through because this is absolutely ridiculous and as far as music goes that is some of the greatest composers of all time when it comes to classical music and to say that it's racist Whoever brought this up lacks IQ. I, I, I'm sorry. Who, whoever brought this to the intention of the university or whatever parent complained or whatever happened, I don't know. They are stupid. Dumbass. To think that music, sheet music, is a form of white supremacy. <sighs> I'm so over this. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> uh, I've had enough for today. But anyway, thank you so much for listening and watching. I really do appreciate your time. And head over to uh, Instagram at the Redneck Patriot or OKPatriot76 to follow me on social media. Check out the store if you want to support the podcast. And uh, until next time, have a great day. If I was a liberal. Found a way somehow to make man think he created God and not the other way around. And what you see on TV seem like the gospel truth. And I make right look so wrong and make wrong look so cool. Hey. If I was a liberal If I was a liberal Everyone would just see color And I'd take all religions And I'd turn them against each other I'd sit back and I'd love it Watch you fuel the hate and light fires on the evening news. Let's you fan my flame. Hey, anything to keep you out of heaven. If I was a liberal,